Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Craig Martin and you're listening to the Inside Connection coming to you live from our studio in LA. We have a really special guest here tonight down from Oregon, Tara Redfield. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. It's so good to be here with you. Christina, isn't it nice that she's down? Yes, yet again. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm I we were looking forward to it for weeks it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> and also on this really auspicious night when we're going to be having an annular total eclipse of the sun and even though we're not going to see it really, um, in California, because it's going to be happening uh, in, during our night uh, on the West Coast of the United States. It's still nevertheless going to happen, and the Earth is going to be subjected to its auspicious alignment. <laughs> that was a good voiceover for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's going to be at the top of the globe right it's like uh, hitting the north pole and part of um uh, alaska i think yeah i think it's going to be only visible up there yep Mm -hmm. so and we're a few hours away but it is going to be happening sometime tonight right now both the sun and the moon are in gemini and they're getting precipitously close to that 19th degree of gemini and also interestingly Mercury is retrograde in Gemini, which means it's coming across the face of the sun. It isn't actually going to transit the sun um, this time, but it's coming in front of the sun, right? It comes between the sun and the earth when it, when it retrogrades, right? When it's going direct, it's on the far side of the sun, on the opposite side of the sun from us. But when it's coming retrograde, it's coming back in and coming back in around in front of the sun, which means from the view of the eclipse, Mercury is going to be sort of flying into it, flying in with that energy going into the eclipse. So there's going to be a lot of crazy, wild messages tomorrow and the following day. We're going to be hearing of news and um, and information that's going to be carried on the wings of Mercury and blasted over us with the energy of the eclipse. I love that visualization so much. We're in for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, the movement of Mercury. I mean, that's the, that's the most exciting part because it's just so Gemini, you know, All the the swiftness, the the you know, quickness, the mercurialness of it all. And just also all of this buzzing energy, you know, mm. it's just like this Gemini buzz, and and I think we're all feeling it yeah (laughs) for sure very clearly we and we need to have conversations there's so many things that we need to have conversations about as a you know collective group of people obviously things like climate change are at the top of that list but also you know right-wing fascist takeovers of governments across the globe that's probably another thing we should be talking about um and yeah, along along with climate change, you know. Yeah, those are two variant. Yeah, top of the list um, topics right now. Yeah. So, 
I was just looking at the chart with you guys before we, you know, went online, and I was just getting ready to say that Mars is like so close also to changing sign and going into Leo, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Whenever you, when, yeah, like there's a lot of, that's a lot of strong energy as well, that even though it's in the 29th degree of, of, um, of Cancer, it's not going to be there for long. I actually opened up the book that tells me where the the position of the planets are. And it says that Mars goes into Leo on the 11th. So the eclipse is tonight, which Mm. really effectively will be the 10th. And then the next day, Mars goes into Leo. So the eclipse is also sort of bringing us into that, into Mars and Leo energy. So I think you'll see now finally some fire in the chart because it's been a fireless chart for, for weeks and months now. And also the creativity and leadership that will emerge from that. So hopefully maybe we'll get a leader getting, you know, maybe there'll be like a leader that gets a voice, you know, for educating and teaching and bringing some kind of news to the world. That would be really exciting. So one thing technical astronomy about the eclipse before we dive into talking about the, you know, how astrology works in our everyday life is just for everybody to know, this eclipse is a ring of fire eclipse because if you remember the lunar eclipse that we just had was very special because it was a super moon with a lunar eclipse, something very rare. It isn't going to happen for like another 150 years, even though eclipses happen every year or every other year. That was a very rare combination of a super moon with a total eclipse of the moon, a total lunar eclipse. The reason that you call it a supermoon is because the moon is just a little bit closer to the earth, right? Just a little bit a little bit closer. And as it's moved now around its trajectory, you know, now that it's gone halfway around the earth again and it's on the opposite side of its circular orbit, now it's as far away from the the earth as it can possibly get because it's gone on the opposite side and that's a little technical and so the moon is just slightly smaller than it usually is it looks just slightly smaller because it's just that much further away from the earth so that when it goes over the sun tonight it can't cover the sun totally the reason that we can't have a total eclipse is because it's going to be more like the moon is the size of a dime trying to cover a nickel, the, the sun being the size of a nickel in the sky. And when we have a total eclipse of the sun, the moon is the size of a nickel and the sun is the size of a nickel and they're perfectly fit over each other and the moon completely blocks out the sun. But in this instance, the moon is going to be just slightly smaller and that's what's called an annular eclipse and it's also something that's a little bit more rare. It's kind of interesting, technically interesting. So, some of the light of the sun will still be shining around the outside of the moon. The moon will not completely block the light of the sun, which is nice because that's a lot of harmony between the sun, moon, and Gemini experience that we're going to be having. I want to kind of bring the conversation around to you guys a little bit and sort of say that, you know, introduce the listeners actually to the fact that you're both uh, the teachers at the Los Angeles Astrology School and that you teach the basic class, the beginner class, and that 
Um, you both have fine classes of beginner one and beginner two. So it, that's been a really amazing thing for the three of us this year is to have been working on the curriculum and that and all of that. And I think, Christine, I could start with you and just say your experience of teaching astrology and seeing the way it's made an impact on your students or the feedback or when you do readings for them. Um, the question really is, do you, do you see how those people that are interested in studying, studying astrology are learning to bring it into their day-to-day -day life or that they want to learn for the purpose of understanding themselves or, or their day-to-day -day existence? Yeah, I mean, majority of students, the, the big time, like the, I would say the majority of students that come in are all curious. They have that in common, the curiosity part. And then they have different goals. Um, a majority of them, it is to learn about themselves, to get insight, not only to themselves, but even like the relationships they have with family members, like how they relate to the people that they love and understanding that or getting a better perspective of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I think it's um, such a good exchange of information that really can open open somebody up. It's just, it's great. <laughs> yeah, family and friends. I mean, I always recommend to students that they learn astrology by doing the charts of people that they know, you know. I, how, 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 how do you think that astrology has personally changed you? Oh, I am a different person. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a whole, um, uh, more aware, more conscious, um, maybe less rash. I go a little slower and try to you know, take into account other people's experiences and and their chart. I mean, what they are going through, what their path is, um, you know, not taking things so personally. It's just done a, a whole lot of good stuff, I think. Yeah. Tara, same question. Like, and you're, you're a student of astrology, you know, like, so am I, you know, and I've been doing it for a long time and still I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm processing, you know, even in the process of writing the astrology book that I'm writing, I know that as I'm digging in and writing, I'm finding out new things about myself and I'm finding out new things about astrology as well. So, um, I, I'm sure that you have something to add to this. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I just think, you know, astrology, I feel like it's just this bottomless pit in a way because there really is always something new we can discover. And, you know, and really getting in tune. I really love being in tune with the planet. And knowing where they are and even like during the week, like how are they going to affect me? Like recently, I was so excited a few days ago because I knew that Venus was going to be conjunct my moon. And I was just like, that's so beautiful. And like, that's such a nice thing to look forward to. Um, so it's, I the transit, it's the transit that I met my husband on. Oh, well, that's very nice. I did not meet anyone. Maybe they're on their way. We don't know. <laughs> but yes, but it's a very just, you know, there, it's just you when you notice the energy that each planet is feeding you throughout the year, 
I think that's, um, that's really nice and to understand what that means and what it means for you personally and how you can grow from that or share that with someone else. Um, that's why, yeah, I just, I love being a student of astrology and I love sharing that knowledge with my students. It's similar to like the, the pulse, you know, the pulse, like the, 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 the way in which the vibes are constantly being emitted from some mysterious place, you know, like wherever that, wherever that emanates from. I mean, again, I'm never afraid to use the word God, but for those people who are alienated by that, sorry. Um, But we can call it like, you know, universal intelligence or whatever you like to call it. That pulse is, is understandable through astrology. I think there's a way for us to understand, like, well, here are the gifts, here are the tools, right? I like, you know, I hear something funny. It's reminding me of like one of those cooking shows where like a a competitive cooking show where they all walk in and they stand in their own kitchen and then they pull the the cheesecloth off of the food that's underneath it. And then they all have to make something out of what's available there, right? They all have to make like a dinner out of, eight ingredients that are underneath the cloth, right? And each one of them makes something completely different. And that's us. We're like all creating a a unique and different story out of the same ingredients that are all available to us on the table at any given time. Oh my gosh, we're the main dish. Yes. And it's true. I mean, and we're so, um, gosh, humans are just so complex right? We just have just all these different little components. And when you see that in displayed, you know, in this beautiful artwork, that is our natal chart, I think it's artwork, you know, and we're really seeing all those different parts of us. And what do those parts mean? Um, Yeah, I just think it's so, so enlightening. Yeah, incredibly. Yeah, well, and I feel like too, like, even though the chart, your natal chart is like a static you know it's just the the picture of the planets when you were born you it and you constantly change I mean you're I even though you know we're all astrologers I don't know about you guys but I I try to get my chart read by another astrologer and I learn something new every time so I myself but yeah it's still more to learn definitely and even like, Absolutely. I'll look at my chart and notice something I didn't notice before after, you know, looking at it a hundred times and you can still pick up new things. Yeah. I've been doing it a lot longer than both of you combined. And yeah. I've been learning <laughs> new things. Just, I've been learning new things just about the sign Scorpio. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. After doing this for 40 years. Yeah. I've, I'm learning new things just about the sign Scorpio let alone the complexity of what really charts are all about. Because right. there's, there's, it, it's, um, like you said, human life is complex and astrology is a mirror of that. Mm-hmm. It's a mirror of that. I always say to clients, like everything there is can be found in the chart. Everything there is. Your pets, your computer, your employees, your employer, your mother, your grandmother, like, all of it is somewhere allocated to some area of the chart, some planet, some house, uh, or some aspect. So as a guide, 
people, it's the thing that I like that people always say like, oh, wouldn't life be easy if it came with an instruction manual? It does. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a map. You are given a map when you're born. Yeah. yeah. You can see how, um, you know, society is moving towards recognizing that in a more and more profound way and taking, taking back astrology from the, um, you know, what's a good hoodie for a Leo to wear. You know, it's like yeah, it, there's, yeah. there's so much more to it than the cheese yeah. that, um, that it gets sold as. And the way that it, that it even actually got relegated to the horoscope section of the newspaper, you know, something that was uh, a map for human potential. And we're taking it back. I love that. A map for human potential. Oh, yes. Really well said. Thank you. Well, I feel like it matches. I mean, I too was going to just reference, you know, we have our Saturn Uranus cycles going on this year and there is this newness, this new need for a different structure or a different, uh, a progression of the rules that we live by and this could be one of them. I mean, it's not necessarily that astrology is a rule, but it is a structure that um, that moves us forward, that opens us up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in, in many ways it's inevitable, right? Because we know that the pendulum is finally shifting back to a hyper-masculine culture, back towards feminine culture. And even though that's going to take 2,000 to 4,000 years or whatever until it really goes back to that, you think about how at one time, 10,000 years ago, 16,000 years ago, like women ruled. That was it. Men sat around and scratched their brains and, <laughs> and, and, and women were out there like tasting herbs, learning what worked, doing nutrition, having babies, saying like, okay, we can like collect and gather these things, you know, and it was matriarchal society. And then over the course of time, it swung heavily back towards, well, it's a whole conversation about the ages, you know, the age, we're in the age of, we're in the age of Aquarius now, we just yeah. finished the age of Pisces. But if you go back to the age of Cancer, if you go back like 10,000 years, you come back to the age of Cancer. And that was the time of collecting, gathering medicine women and the original learnings and it it just comes it just comes um cancer gemini it just precedes uh written language just precedes that wow right and then we had the age of gemini because it all goes backwards the ages go backwards so age of gemini and then by the time we got into the age of aries that was very masculine and it started to become wartime and and men men took over that's what happened age of aries (laughs) happened whoops (laughs) age of aries happened and yeah things got hot yeah Wow. wow yeah so I think on a practical level for me, I know that 
like, again, like what you were saying, like, I know where the planets are at any given time, just because it's something interesting. And anybody that's listening can find that out pretty easily from like an app or a website um, in English. You don't have to be able to read the astrology glyphs to see where the different planets are. Some basic part of astrology is quite simple. It's quite, you know, there's some part of it that's quite simple, you know, like if you know, like, oh, well, the moon moves really fast through the signs. Today it's in Gemini. We have an eclipse. Tomorrow it'll be in Cancer. You know, it's not going to stay in Gemini for very long. And the sun is also going to be in Cancer in just about 10 days. Mm -hmm. Right? For solstice, for summer. Right? Yeah, that's right. We have solstice coming up. Yeah, solstice is going to be early this year. It's on June 20th, which is also Father's Mm -hmm. Day. So we have all of that happening all on Sunday, June 20th. How do we take that knowledge, though, and then be able to incorporate it into our daily lives? For me, cancer moves us from a place of learning into a place of nurturing, right? So we're supposed to say, okay, well, I I had a time of learning something in Gemini, what did I learn in the last 30 days? Was it important? I know you and I, you got, you all were, and I were talking about food and nutrition and how all of a sudden I got bombarded by knowledge of nutrition, food, you know, and, and human nutrition and wellness through food in like the last 30 days. I can continue to know that I can bring that back to myself in cancer, right, through cooking, and exercise and understanding, you know, herbal medicine or whatever I might be interested in. That's a way of being able to bring that back. And then in Leo, it could be something that I feel more confident to share mm. right, with other people. And then in Virgo, it could be something that I offer in service. It can be very simple and it can ripple out like that in the way in which we bring the cycle of the astrological year into a place of practical application. I know that my Saturn and Capricorn people really like that. (laughs) (laughs) And also too, in terms of like why I think it's so great for people to know their chart, at least, you know, the basic layout of it is knowing too, when, you know, we're going into cancer. What house does cancer rule? What, mm-hmm. you know, how can you bring nurturing to those things in your life of whatever that house is? Yeah. Um, I think that's also a great thing. Yeah. 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 It certainly yeah. takes it. That certainly takes it to the next level. But let's just say like practical applications for people who don't know anything about their chart. They, everyone has the capacity to sort of harness a Cancerian energy, right? Everyone has the capacity to harness this Gemini eclipse by like learning something. Mm -hmm. Just open up the internet, you know, we're all carrying around an encyclopedia in our pocket, not just a shopping catalog. Correct. All right, we're, uh, part of our studio is in the backyard, so if you hear a little uh, helicopter oh, that the messenger Mercury, he's telling it's good. you. Yes. It's good. I like, I like it. I like, I like, the, back, I like the background. I like the background helicopter uh, uh, airplane. It's like an airplane? It sounds like an airplane. Helicopter, 
Oh, yeah. I like that helicopter vibe. <laughs> Speaking of cancer and helicoptering momming, hel- being the helicopter oh, mom. <laughs> Take a look at that, helicopter moms. <laughs> so when we think about this eclipse in Gemini, right, I'll give us all an opportunity to teach something. So let's all take one minute each, one and a half minutes each, right? I'll go first because I'm like just dropping that on you like a Gemini kind of bomb. So we all have an opportunity to teach something about the eclipse in Gemini, right? And what that actually means. I think that the first thing that comes to mind for me is never stop learning. Never stop learning because when you stop learning, that's when you really get old. So if there's always something new to learn, then you're always like in school, like a child, like Gemini rules K through 12. And if you're always learning something, then you can stay young that way. Yes. Totally. Beautiful. Totally great. And you? you? Yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll go. So I want to say, you know, as as the resident Gemini, I think maybe too, um, you know, Gemini has to do with the the mind as a separate thing from the body. You know, we move Mm. from Taurus as the earth and what's in front of us to our minds and our minds only. So um, pay attention to like patterns or or just uh, things that pop up, like the that kind of coming from the ether or coming from nowhere, uh, uh, you know, curiosity about that or something that just bubbles up in, in your, into your consciousness feels kind of Gemini to me. So mm-hmm. following that, seeing, getting curious about that um, and seeing where that, where that string goes um, you know, might be a good way to practice this energy. Well, those are the things that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the things that you actually want to learn. So if I was saying learn something, you're saying that it bubbles up and that you just need to notice it. Mm-hmm. And Tara yeah. Richfield, Sagittarius, the opposite of Gemini. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, so... I wanted to bring up the um, the communication aspect of Gemini and how with this new moon and eclipse, really look at, um, you know, how how is your communication functioning? Are there areas where you can be communicating more clearly with the people in your life, you know, relatives or friends or partners? Um, You know, really just look at your communication as a whole. Like, are there things that you should say that maybe you're afraid to say, but you need to get it out, you know, and how can you, you know, it's interesting. And yeah, don't want to cut you off, but at the same time I'm hearing, and I love keeping a thread on like, you know, what is the psychic energy? How is God here between the three of us? 
just take what you just said and think about it in terms of teaching. So many people feel afraid to say what it is that they know, right? You're talking about communication, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm saying learn something. And Christina Martin is saying, you know what it is that you need to learn. And you're saying teach Mm -hmm. it, like speak it, speak it, you know? And, and, And that's like a beautiful message of this eclipse is, don't forget to learn something. Well, what is it that I want to learn? All you need to do is look inside and it's right there to find it. And then what should I do with it? You should teach it to someone else. You shouldn't be afraid to communicate what it is that you know, like, like everything, you know, that, that we do. We, if, if we're excited and we're enthusiastic about it, someone else, right? God speaks through all of us. So when someone comes up and they have something to say to you, you're supposed to listen to it because it may be a message, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, well, well. <laughs> we are at the end of our amazing time together. And it's been crazy, crazy good fun for me. I like learned something and I'm excited about that. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. Everyone's been listening to Inside Connection. We're here every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Next week, though, we're off. But we will be here two weeks from now on the 23rd. And I'll say good night. I hope you guys have a good eclipse and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for being here. Good night, everyone. Good night.